Hi, and welcome to the Z. Michelson Travel Podcast, your ZMT. I'm Z. Michelson, your travel specialist, and I am ready to make your travel dreams come true. I am so excited because I am Jay Lawrence, and we are getting so close to Christmas. I am your concierge of podcast travel. You are right. We are so close to Christmas. So yes. we've been doing our Christmases around the world since Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. And now Christmas is just a few days away and we're still <laughs> celebrating. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and we're celebrating the best way we know how by bringing you the world of travel combined with Christmas traditions. I can't believe how much I've learned just by listening. I know. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very excited that everybody's here is enjoying it. Right. Yeah. We've been getting some feedback back and people are saying yeah i never knew that or yeah that's how i used to do it when i was little right yeah and so next week it's going to be the last christmas tradition and it will be all about how jay and myself and others celebrate the christmas holiday anyway so let's let's spin the globe and see where we're going well we've had some pretty different places over the over the holiday celebrations here So here we have landed in merry old England. Very good. Yep, yep, England. And you're probably saying that you all know how they celebrate the holiday, but do you really? Mm. (laughs) We all know it's cold, it's wet, it's foggy, it's England at Christmas time. Right. Families welcome the warmth and the cheer of a Yule log blazing on the hearth. I've got one. I've got you one. You have a Yule log? Well, yeah, it's on my DVD. Yes, that's <laughs> I, I, used, I used to do wrap <laughs> gifts every year with the Yule log burning on my TV. Yeah. Uh, they decorate their homes with holly, ivy, and other evergreens and hang mistletoe, which they refer to as the kissing bough. Oh, but uh, don't, don't yeah. w- it sounds like, sounds like our home. Yeah, the kissing bow. Yeah. And yes, they have carolers singing some of the traditional songs. Mm -hmm. And people give the carolers treats of little pies and dried fruit. Christmas stories are told to the children. And of course, kids write their letters for Christmas, the Christmas wish list to who the people of the UK call Father Christmas. Oh, okay. Father Christmas. Right. So now here's where it gets a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, we here in the States mail our letters to Santa. Right. We, we believe in the postal service. Yes. <laughs> However, in England, <laughs> they toss their letter into the fire so their wishes can go up the chimney. Pretty cool, huh? Because they've got that log burning. Well, that's where the... that's where Santa comes down. Yeah. So naturally. Is it going, okay. Right. So okay. then, of course, the children must go to bed. And then after the children fall asleep on Christmas Eve, Father Christmas comes to visit. Very good. Now, this is this pretty much is the same as us. I However, saw Mama kissing <laughs> Father, Father Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Okay. Well, Father Christmas, he wears something a little bit different than mm. our Santa Claus. Father Christmas wears a long red robe. It's very long. Mm. He carries a sack of toys, which is the same, and arrives on his sleigh pulled by reindeer. Hmm, same. Okay. He fills the children's stockings with candies and small toys. Now, notice he fills the stockings. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. What happens on Christmas Day? Well, on Christmas Day, everyone sits down to a midday feast. Yes, everybody's eating, just like here, Mm -hmm. where they find a colorful Christmas cracker beside their dinner plate. Mm -hmm. Now everybody's saying, what is a Christmas cracker? It's not a little saltine. A Christmas cracker is a paper-covered tube. Mm. When the end of the tabs are pulled, there's a loud crack. Out spills a paper hat to wear at the dinner table, small trinkets, and a riddle to read out loud to everyone at the table. I think that's kind of fun. I think it's fun, and I think I 
did that once. Did you really? Yeah. And what hat did you get? I don't remember. Because usually the hats are kind of silly. But this pop thing made it, it really brought it out. Right. Yeah. And that's why it's called a cracker. Yes. It's a Christmas cracker. Now, the feast can include a turkey with chestnut stuffing, roast goose with currants, or roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. I've never had Yorkshire pudding. Have you? No. No. Neither have all. Mm. Well, Brussels sprouts are likely to be the vegetables, and I love veg. Yeah. And Brussels sprouts are one of my favorites. Best of all is plum pudding topped with a sprig of holly. Brandy is poured over the plum pudding and set aflame. That must be fun to see. Yeah. Whee! Ew. I guess I better watch how much <laughs> booze they put on it or the plum pudding is going to be really alight. Again, there is a surprise baked inside the plum pudding, and whoever finds the silver charm has good luck the following year. Now, you'll, you already heard somebody saying, we're going to go wassailing, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, Here the wassail we bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. The wassail bowl is brimming with hot spiced wine. Tops off the day's feast. Sometimes it's non-alcoholic. Oh. It's also said that all quarrels stop when people drink wassail. Hallelujah. We maybe need, we maybe need they more should of be that here. Year round. Yes. <laughs> so the quarrels will stop. Everybody have a wassail. Yes. <clears throat> now, apparently, uh, the queen herself delivers a message over the radio and television. Right. And by late afternoon, it's time for tea and, and a decorated Christmas cake is served. Hmm. Sounds, <laughs> everything sounds so proper. Yeah, it sounds so proper. It's similar to what we do here, but not quite the same. Right. We don't get the queen's message. Right. The queen doesn't talk to us here. Right. Now, something we really don't do here in the United States is called Boxing Day. Now, I knew you were going to bring this up. Yeah, this is celebrated the day after Christmas. Okay. This day has nothing to do with fighting. <laughs> it Good. originated a year, years ago. People filled churches, church boxes with donations for the poor, alms oh. for the poor. Then on December 26th, the boxes were distributed. To the poor. Right. So, however, now people often use this day to give small gifts of money to the mail carrier, the news vendor, others like the paper boy, others who have helped them during the year. Or your travel agent. Or your travel agent. Even on Boxing Day, families can enjoy stage performances called pantomimes. This activity originally meant to play without words or actors who mimed or entertained without speaking, but now it refers to all kinds of plays performed during the Christmas season. And such familiar children's stories as Cinderella and Peter Pan will delight young and old alike. Now in some towns, masked and costume performers called mummers present plays or sing carols in the streets. Do you remember the mummers parades the in The mummers parade, yeah. yeah. They have that every year. Bingo. Then that was <coughs> But I don't think that's the same thing. That was in Philadelphia, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. And that was on Thanksgiving Day. We used to get the old Macy's Day Parade. I know State it was parade. in the winter. Yeah, yeah. and then, then the Mummers Parade would come on. Mm-hmm. That was before they had more football, I think. <laughs> in between the football time. Yeah. Yes. Well, do you have any food from England? Because you're, you really set well, this up quite well. I really yeah. like this. Well, I think we need to do two different recipes for England. What's well, One is going to be the plum pudding, uh-huh. and the other is going to be the wassail. Okay. Wassail. Wassail. Mm-hmm. So let's talk plum pudding first. Okay. This pudding is really best when made a year in advance. Yeah. (laughs) And allowed to mellow. I guess I'm a little behind. (laughs) It was customary to make it in early Advent, the religious season before Christmas, Mm -hmm. and use it the following year. Everyone in the family was supposed to stir the pudding once for good luck. 
which I think that's kind of cool. Everybody mm-hmm. come and make a make a spur. Oh, spin. I, oh, you're bringing back memories of family <laughs> getting together making cookies. But right. Okay, we're, that'll okay. be next week. <laughs> so now, if you can't make it the year before, at least give it a few weeks to age. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Now, what you're going to need. And you need to do this at least four days ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you need a fruit mixture. You need a pound of seedless raisins, a half a pound of currants, one cup of chopped candied peel, um, one pound of sultana raisins, one cup of thinly sliced citron, and one teaspoon of cinnamon, a half a teaspoon of mace, a half a teaspoon of nutmeg. So you can, you can see it's very spicy. A right. half a teaspoon of ground cloves, a half a quarter teaspoon of allspice, quarter teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper. That surprised me. Mm. And one pound finely chopped suet, which is powdery fine. And then one and a quarter cups cognac. What is suet? Um, I'm going to have to look that up exactly for you. Okay, sorry about that. Okay. Okay, now, pudding. Yes. You need one and a quarter pounds approximately of fresh breadcrumbs, one cup of scalded milk, one cup of sherry or port, Mm -hmm. 12 eggs well beaten. I can handle that. And w- one cup of sugar, one teaspoon of salt, and guess what? More cognac. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be one of the more boozier drinks, and that's probably why it flames on. <laughs> yeah. I just remember that Frasier episode where they had the restaurant, <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and they uh, put too much... Booze and the cherries flambe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the cherries jubilee. They want it to be jubilant. And by the way, to answer what suet is. Yes. A suet is the raw hard fat of beef or mutton. Thank you. You Thank got you. it? Yes. Okay. Now, so in other words, it's fat. You're cooking <laughs> with fat. You know, we, we would probably do it with lard here, but hey. Uh, now, preparation. Yeah. How do you make this? Okay. Pudding? You're going to blend all the fruits together. The citron, the peel, the spices, the suet, and place it in a bowl or jar. Add mm-hmm. one quarter cup of cognac. Cover tightly and refrigerate for four days, adding a quarter a cup of cognac each day. Keep keep that cognac. Keep thumb. adding the cognac. <laughs> <laughs> now you soak the breadcrumbs in milk and sherry or port. So there's more booze. <laughs> Combine the well-beaten eggs and sugar. Blend with the fruit mixture, add the salt, and mix thoroughly. Put the pudding in buttered bowls or tins, filling them about two-thirds full. Cover with foil and tie it firmly. Steam for six and a half hours, six to seven hours. Mm. Uncover and place in a 250 degree Fahrenheit oven for 30 minutes and a dash of cognac to each pudding cover with foil and keep it in a cool place. How do you steam it, I ask? Question. Uh, basically over a pot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Now to use, to use, steam again for two to three hours and, and unmold. So, because it's all kind of crumpled together. Yeah. Sprinkle with sugar. Add heated cognac, ignite, and bring to the table. I can't you serve me some right. pudding, please? <laughs> you serve with hard sauce or cognac sauce. <laughs> and sorry, I didn't get the recipe for the cognac sauce. I thought there was enough cognac in the plum pudding. <laughs> and I think sometimes they call it plum dove, but I'm not certain. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, can you imagine? So now get, that you have your flaming pudding. Where can <laughs> we get plum pudding here in the old U.S. It's, of A? You'll probably it's, have to go to a real English or Irish pub uh-huh. for it because okay. that's that's probably who would make it. And then to make it of this caliber as opposed to store-bought. Have you, uh, I'm, I'm asking you who are, <laughs> got your headset on listening, have you made or had this plum pudding? I'd like to hear from you. 
<laughs> yeah, I have not had it, so I, I would like to know. I would like to know, and I'd, you know, um, make sure. Um, I wonder if one of my cousins have had it. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of them, you know, spend some time over in England. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if one of them might have had it, but we'll find out. And were they able to walk after <laughs> they had Well, they say that the alcohol loses its potency when it's being cooked. cooked yeah. So... But if it can't lose that much if you're still setting it ablaze. No. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so now we need something to wash it down with. Okay. So we're going to talk wassail. Oh, yeah. Now, remember, earlier I said that it was like a, a, a spiced wine. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they have a non-alcoholic okay. type. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is. How do you make it? We're going to need 11 ounces of castor sugar. Ooh. We're going to need one and a quarter pints of water. We're going to need 12 fluid ounces of orange juice. Five and an eighth pints of apple juice, eight whole cloves, three cinnamon sticks, and eight fluid ounces of lemon juice. Wow. Now, how many people do you think this serves? Uh, it serves, I don't know, probably about 32. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah so probably it, about it goes 32. a long way. Yeah. It goes a long way if you're doing the little tiny punch cups. Right. Not if you're serving in a big glass. <laughs> But again, this is going to be served warm. So in a saucepan, combine the sugar, the cloves, the water, and cinnamon. This must make the house smell delicious. Oh, yeah. Bring to a boil and continue to boil for 10 minutes. You remove it from the heat, cover, and allow it to cool for one hour. You stir in the orange juice, the lemon juice, the apple juice. Return it back to the heat and boil for 10 to 15 minutes. Remove the cloves and the cinnamon sticks before you serve it. Okay. What's that? Right. It's a cinnamon stick on my hands. Right. And then you basically serve it warm and makes you warm and toasty. And that's why they give a lot of times the carolers. That's why they're going wassailing. Here we go, a wassailing. Ah. There we go. See, there's a reason to that song. Ah. Yes. And we here in the United States, all we get is apple cider. Right. What do we do? We do yeah. apple cider. We do it cold. However, I do like putting in my spices in my wine. Have you done that before? Have you had spiced wine? No, <gasps> but I've had Jay, apple cider missing. with, with uh, cinnamon sticks in them. Uh, you have to have spiced wine. Okay. Heated spiced wine. Heated spiced yes, wine. Yes, very so, yummy. So you put these spices in it? Is that what you're but, suggesting? Yes, there's, there's a little thing of some of the, some of the wine will sell little balls of spices mm. that you put in. It's like a little bag, and you put the bag in while you're heating up the wine, oh. and then you serve it. Really, very And tasty. which wine do you choose to put this in? Usually anything, red. Anything you like? Usually red. Okay, a dry or a sweet? Usually it's, usually it's going to make it sweeter, so okay. you wouldn't go with a dry wine. So you'd go with the sweet wine <laughs> to start with. You'd go with the sweeter wine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it, and it tastes really yummy. Yeah. Yeah, really, really yummy. I've had it several times. I remember the first time I had it, I was very young. Well. Yeah, I was very young. I couldn't, you know. But it was it was a spiced wine, and then, you know, it was tradition, and you had a, had a glass of the spiced wine. Mm-hmm. And it was yummy. I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's time that we go to the break. And, you know, I've got to have a glass of wine. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, if we're a little slurry coming back, you'll know we've had enough. <laughs> You know, I, I, I've got another holiday movie idea for you. Oh, cool. So, you know, that if you want to... I love those holiday if movies. If you're not going anywhere, and you know. Yeah, I just saw one. The uh, just fact is that's what I'm going to review. I won't even Ooh, tell okay. you what it is. You won't tell us. And, and I know you've got a travel tip for us. I do. And, of course, you're going to have more food. 
right? Yes, you betcha. So I'm Jay Lawrence, your concierge of Podcast Travel. So Z, where are you going to take us next? You never know. And of course, I am Z Michelson, your travel specialist, making your travel dreams come true. If you're having a stay-at-home Christmas this year, here's one of my picks for a great Christmas movie. Another classic from 1941, Holiday Inn. On this day of independence, on this independence day, listen to an American troubadour from the USA. Bing Crosby plays a song and dance band who leaves show business to run an inn that is open only on holidays. Fred Astaire plays his former partner and rival in love. As the two find themselves competing for the affections of the same lovely lady, Marjorie Reynolds. Tis the season for one of the most joyable films of all time. Holiday Inn. Never has there been such a show as this. From Easter to Christmas, from the 4th of July to Thanksgiving, there's a song for every holiday and a holiday for every song. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. There you have it, the key to my sentimental attachment to this film. The introduction of one of the most recorded and still played songs of all time, White Christmas as Bing Crosby sings in front of the fireplace. The song was so popular, and of course Hollywood had to make a remake of the story in 1954 in the movie of the same name, White Christmas, which I've heard is being shown in movie theaters as a rare treat. Holiday Inn featured 13 great songs by Irving Berlin. So, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Let us know. Happy Holidays! Rediscovering America. Here's another travel tip. Get to your gateway city as early as you can. Since delays stack up as the day progresses, it's smart to book the first flight you can into a hub. This travel tip has been brought to you by Z. Michelson Travel. Your time is precious. When you want to plan a vacation, you need professional help to guide you through the steps that you might not find on the internet by yourself. Visit ZMichelsonTravel.com and get started today. You know, we'd really love to hear what you're thinking about our holiday podcast shows. You can let me know by going to my website and sending me an email. You can subscribe to this podcast absolutely free and you can check out my blog too. All of this is so easy. Just go to my website, ZMichelsonTravel.com and remember, Z is spelled Z-E-E. Very good. V-E-E. No, Z-E-E. Z is in zebra. And the when you mentioned the blog, all these recipes that you've had... Uh, Are on the, the blog. ...that we're mentioning now mm-hmm. and on future yep. the recipes. Will and be on there. my blog, I usually try to put a picture of it as well. Cool. So they can kind of see what it's supposed to look like in real life. Okay. <laughs> Because I know sometimes when I'm doing a recipe and I'm not seeing what it's supposed to turn out to look like. Right. It makes sense yeah. to see it. Mm-hmm. That, that's very good. Absolutely. Okay. So, so now that we've gone a wassailing, was- uh-huh. where shall we go to enjoy the festivities next? Can we spin the globe? Uh, I think we're going to stay in Europe. Oh. Yeah, I think we're going to stay in Europe. Uh, what do you say we go to France? 
Well, that would be just across the pond. Right. Just, from, well, we're across the pond. They're kind of across the river. <laughs> What's that? English, or the strait. The, 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 the strait. English Channel. <laughs> right. Okay. Across the channel. the channel. Yeah. Right. So in France, uh-huh. a nativity crib is often used to help decorate the house. Mm. The French cribs have clay figures in them. Gee, which country have I heard this before? Right. Right? Uh, it still amazes me how closely our holiday traditions are, are together, even though we're thousands of miles apart. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I digress. Okay. The nativity is very important in France, and they keep the scenes the scenes going until around February 2nd. Well. Yeah. I mean, they keep it really going That's kind of like keeping really with history, so. Yeah. So in December, some of the towns and cities have fairs that they sell the nativity figures in. Good idea. Uh, included in the normal nativity figures, there's usually a f- French scene, such mm-hmm. as the butcher, the baker, etc. In French, one way of saying happy or merry Christmas is Joyeux Noël, which I'm sure I mutilated that word, but I'm giving it a good old college you try. You did very good. I'm, I'll give you an A for that. <laughs> and one of the biggest Christmas markets in Europe is held in Strasbourg. Um, yes, I know we've just heard some problems there, but it's still a beautiful place. It's still a great place to shop in northeastern France. Mm-hmm. And of course, Yule logs are made out of cherry wood, and they're often burned in French homes. Ooh, that, <gasps> ooh, that would be a very oh. cherry wood is very hard too, yes, right? Yes, but let me tell you, when you're burning cherry wood, it mm-hmm. smells marvelous. I was gonna say, yeah, because yeah, I've I've done that before. Really? Oh yeah, up in Oregon. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the log is carried into the home on Christmas Eve and is sprinkled with, now get this, red wine to make the log smell even nicer. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it probably burns a little bit better as it is burning. So there, you know, it's burning and it's smelling and it, oh man, the house must smell delicious. You know, I have a fireplace in my home. Yeah, store. that's right. We're going to have to try it, Jay. What if I put a log in and what, what kind of wine would we pour on? Well, if red wine, it says red wine. Cheap? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do your $100 bottle of wine. No, no. no. <laughs> but yeah, so could you imagine how that would make the house smell mm. between the cherry wood and the wine? Well, you know, part of the problem <gasps> with fireplace in Florida is it's too hot to have a fire. <laughs> we we have to, oh, wait a minute. One wait, day. We have a cold front coming through soon. Right? One day it's going to be cold. <laughs> Get ready. You can right, use, make sure you have that ready, ready can, to go. Yeah, you can use your fireplace one day. <laughs> I, you know, we used to have a whole bunch of wood around that house. Really? And uh, uh, I got rid of it. It was just, it was uh, sitting it was there. Termite breeder? Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> just didn't want it there. Just didn't want it. Yeah. Yeah, well, just hold a cherry cherry wood log. <laughs> where can just we, one. Where can we get Can we get that here in Florida, do you probably, think? Probably. Go to the lumber yard? I, I would probably go to uh, maybe the nurseries. Oh. They might have some. Oh. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. So now tradition is such that the log burns all night and some food and drinks are left out in case Mary and the baby Jesus come during the night. Good idea. Ain't that nice? That's very sweet. Yes, yes. Now, of course, Santa Claus visits in France as well. Oh, good. <clears throat> they call him Pierre Noel. The main meal is eaten at Christmas Eve, early Christmas morning, after returning from midnight church services. Now, we've seen that time and time again. Again, midnight. Yeah, they do the midnight, then they come home and eat. Mm-hmm. And guess what? What? What they're eating. 
They're eating roast turkey with chestnuts or roast goose, oysters, foie gras, lobster, venison, and cheeses. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's that's my kind of mm-hmm. that's my kind of. I can do everything Christmas, except Christmas meal. Uh, goose. Probably would not be on my list. There. Have you had goose? No, I have not. Oh, I've had. I used to make goose. Does it taste like chicken? But I can't tell you that right now. <laughs> That goes to our Christmas traditions. Oh, okay. Yeah, so now, you know, and foie gras, which is, you know. No. Pate. Okay. Yeah, and venison is probably something I probably wouldn't eat because I've had it before and I'm not too crazy about it. Uh-huh. But I hear it's better, you know, better served overseas. I don't know why. Probably. Okay, so now for dessert. What's for dessert? A chocolate sponge cake log is normally eaten. Ooh. Uh, I don't know about you, Jay, but I never really acquired a taste for chestnuts. And I know a lot of people mm. are roasting chestnuts over a roast, you know, oh, open fire. fire. Blah, 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 blah. Have you had chestnuts? Not that I know of. Really? Yeah. Where did you live? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I lived out there in the boonies and, and we just didn't have much. Well, as you but know. But I want to go back to the chocolate sponge cake. Mm. That's... That's good, isn't it? Sounds yummy. Yeah. But I wanted to tell you about my chestnut story. Oh? Yeah. Tell me about your chestnut story. Now, in New York, in the wintertime, years would go when I was little. And you were upstate New York. No, no. I'm talking about when I was little. Oh, oh. I was in the city. I was a city kid. Yeah, I was a city kid. So they would have these chestnut vendors on every corner. Oh. So they would smell good because they would be roasting them. Uh Uh-huh. And then you people would buy them by the bag and eat them. Now, however, there's a little trick when roasting chestnuts. What's the trick? Make sure you cut them. <laughs> you have to kind of give them a little slice because mm. <laughs> they burst. Huh. Yeah. Um, I'm not too crazy about chestnuts. Maybe if it's mixed with something, a I might. Ch- a chestnut know. is a round thing, It's right? a round, brown Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing. I've had chestnuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not roast- a Brazil nut. No, no, no. I've never roasted them on an yeah, open fire. Yeah, they're kind of smooth looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And You can't eat them raw. Right, right. Okay, yeah. yes, I've had chestnuts. <laughs> uh, why did I? That, why did you not think you had chestnuts? That was a long time ago. Oh, see? Long, long time ago. Uh-huh. When the earth was young. Yes. <laughs> Well, now in some parts of France, they're eating 13 different desserts. Yeah, you were talking about the chocolate sponge cake, and I'm telling you, there's 13 different desserts that you can choose from. My mouth just dropped wide open. Yeah, now that's my kind of fun. Uh, These desserts are usually made of different types of fruits and nuts and pastries. Mm. I'm going for the pastries. Yum, 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 yum. Now, the Epiphany is also celebrated in France, and a flat almond cake is eaten. The cake has a toy crown inside and is decorated on the top with gold paper crown. All these places that put surprises inside desserts. Hmm. And all of them mean the same thing. Prosperity and luck for the new year. Can you get me one of those cakes? I need luck for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to go down and, and go to Epcot and go visit France and oh, have some yeah. of their pastries yeah. down there. I, yeah. Last time I was in France. Uh, in France? Last time you visited France? Last time I was in Epcot, I went to France and had ice cream, I think. Yeah, but oh, yes. but it was special. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what's going on there with France. Okay. Now, uh, I love chocolate, you know. Yeah, well, I know you do love chocolate. So do you have any, any recipes for some chocolate things? Well, it looks like I do, oh. and I found a recipe. <gasps> 
What okay. did you get? Buce de Noël. I'm not sure I pronounced it right, but keep in mind, a little oil in this recipe helps keep it pliable even when cool and perfect for rolling the Yule log shape because you're going to make it into a Yule log. It's going to be the cake. It's going to be the chocolate cake. Oh. So what you're going to use is you're going to have the nonstick vegetable oil spray, Mm -hmm. a quarter of a cup unsweetened cocoa powder, plus a little bit more for dusting. Mm Mm-hmm powdered sugar for dusting, a quarter of a cup of all-purpose flour, four ounces of bittersweet chocolate, coarsely chopped, because you're going to make it smushy, Mm -hmm. two tablespoons vegetable oil, a half a teaspoon of vanilla extract, six large eggs, room temperature, and separated. That's interesting. They have to have room temperature (laughs) and separated. What do you mean separated? The yolks from the whites. How do you do that? Very carefully. Yeah. Didn't you ever see a cooking show where you see them bouncing the little sh- half of the shell back and forth with the yolk in it? And, and I, the, throw, the the whole, drips I out? throw the whole thing in, you know. Yeah. Okay. So you want the white or you want the dark, or the yellow? Well, what? hang on, hang okay. on. We have to separate them first. So okay. keep them separate. So we're going to have a half a teaspoon of kosher salt, two-thirds cup plus two tablespoons of granulated sugar. sugar. Two tablespoons, look at this, cognac, <laughs> dark rum, or brandy. So you can choose which one you'd like to use. Okay, and I'm going to stick with cognac because we got mm-hmm. enough for England. So Right. And there's a, an orange tasting cognac called Cavassier. I wonder how that would taste. Mm. Okay, so lightly sweetened whipped cream or chestnut mousse. There's that chestnut again. I assume you know what that cognac tastes like. The Cavassier? Yes. Yes, it tastes like orange. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, chocolate buttercream, optional. And meringue mushrooms, optional. That, hmm. I've never heard of meringue mushrooms. So here we go. Preheat your oven to 375. Coat an 18 by 13 inch rimmed baking sheet with nonstick spray. Line with parchment paper and lightly coat the parchment paper. Place a large chicken towel. It should be larger than the baking sheet on a flat surface. Whisk equal parts of cocoa powder sugar in a small bowl and dust towel with cocoa mixture with a fine mesh sieve. This is so complicated. Yeah, well, you got to make sure. Because you're making a cake. This is kind of like making a home-baked cake as opposed to a box cake. Okay, yeah. So you're going to sift the flour and the, the, the cocoa powder into a small bowl. You're going to heat the chocolate, the oil, the vanilla in a medium, in medium microwave-safe bowl, 15-second intervals, and stir occasionally because you want to melt it down. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, you want to let it cool just a little bit so you can maneuver it a little bit better. Using an electric mixer on medium-high, beat the egg whites, just the egg whites, here we go, and salt in a large bowl until foamy. With motor running, gradually add a third of the cup of sugar and beat until stiff, glossy peaks. So you make it like a meringue, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Using a clean beater, beat the egg yolks and a third of a cup of granulated sugar into another large bowl until pale (laughs) and thick until four minutes. I, I, I ran out of bowls. You ran out of bowls. Beat the chocolate mixture until no streaks remain, then use a large spatula to fold in the meringue so it's very light, leaving some streaks. Fold in the dry ingredients to combine and be careful not to overmix because then it doesn't come out right. Uh, turn the mixer off. Right. Okay. Scrape the batter into a prepared cookie sheet. Smooth top. You want an even layer, so you want to kind of make it smooth. Mm-hmm. Bake until the top of the cake is dry and springs back with a gently pressed edge. You know. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're testing. Yes. <clears throat> I'm trying to get to the log. Right. So starting to pull away from the sides of the baking sheet, 10 to 12 minutes, and let it cool slightly. 
Run a knife along the edge of the baking sheet to loosen and invert the cake onto a prepared towel. Peel away the parchment paper and roll into a log. There you go. Uh So you're rolling it inside the towel, so you're using the towel to assist. Hmm. Transfer seam side down to a wire rack and let sit until just barely warm, about 20 minutes. Then you shake the remaining two tablespoons of granulated sugar, the two tablespoons of hot water in a jar until sugar is dissolved. You want to put it together. Mix about one minute. Mm -hmm. So now you stir in the cognac, unroll the cake, and brush with syrup. So you're making like a little syrupy (sighs) thing for the top. Mm -hmm. Now. Uh, I can just see my kitchen with all the the (laughs) granulated sugar and... And right, you got all this different sugar going. going yeah, all And right. now spread the whipped cream over the top of the cake. Remember we had whipped cream? Yes. Leaving an inch border, roll the cake and place seam side down on a platter. Chill until cold <laughs> and then dust with the powdered sugar and cut into one inch slices before serving. Wow. Now here's what you can do. Okay, in, instead, instead of, of the whipped cream, cream, spread the chestnut mousse over the top of the cake, okay. leaving the border. Roll the cake up and place seam side down and chill until the mousse is set. That takes a little bit longer longer about three hours okay and then again dust with the powdered sugar and then cut um rolls can be made two days ahead so you just keep rolling and rolling and cutting rolling and cutting. Wow. <laughs> now th- th- there's a third way you could do this <clears throat> yes uh, following instructions from level two do not c- dust the cake with powdered sugar and slice instead using a serrated knife trim about a half an inch of the cake from both ends working from one end gently. This is very difficult. So basically you're going to be cutting at a 45 degree angle. You're going to cut two inch pieces from the same end. It's very, very, very tricky. Mm. So I'm going to post this all on my website. Yes, please. On the blog. Mm-hmm. On the, go to yeah, the website, my blog, see Michaelson And Tripp, see the blog. And yep. go to the blog. Okay. And you'll see how to make this cake. It sounds very yummy. I probably would opt out of the um, chestnut mousse and go with the whipped cream, but it's... Personal yes. preference. I would go mm-hmm. with uh, whipped cream. I vote for whipped cream. Right. See if see your hands. Yes. <laughs> whipped cream it is. Okay. Right. So there you have it. It is our holiday special edition podcast. So maybe you might want to visit England or France any time of the year. Uh, but wouldn't it be fun to go during the holidays? Yes. That would be cool. That would really be cool. Yeah. So uh, until next week uh, when we're going to be sharing our holiday traditions. That's our holiday traditions. That's our holiday traditions. <laughs> oh, and you're going to love this. And we've got some friends coming by that are going to share as well. That's so, going to be fun. What about it? Uh, that's about it for me for today. Uh, I'm Jay Lawrence, your concierge of podcast travel. And I am Z. Michelson, your travel specialist, making your travel dreams come true. Thanks for listening and have a very Merry Christmas. Collage Travel Radio creates collages in your mind to keep you thinking about traveling. Pratika Sharma said, My idea of travel is to relax and explore nature. So I plan each and every travel that ways. Traveling is amazingly good and super awesome. Where do you want to go? Snorkeling in the Galapagos is always a really great decision to take. Swimming with sea turtles is one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. And Collage Travel Radio plays great music 24-7. 